And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. I'm excited to be able to introduce you quite a unique individual that um, a friend referred to me, and he is the founder of Word for Word Ministries. He is now residing here in Bakersfield, California, but he created the first singable, singable Bible. That's kind of a tongue twister there. But I am, I'm really honored. I mean, his gifts are just amazing. And I know you're going to enjoy getting to know him. And maybe I can even um, have him sing something for us. We'll see. So, David, how are you? Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you so much, Sister Ramona, for inviting me on the program. And uh, I don't usually sing. I do sing on a few of my chapters of the Bible, but... Usually I hire singers because I'm I'm getting older now. My voice isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I totally can understand that one. And so why don't you talk to us a little bit? Um, I know you said you were born in Scotland and now you live here. And before we got on the air, you said you did psychology work for um, in school system. But why don't you give the audience a little background of who you are? Yeah, I've lived a long time, so I don't want to spend the whole time talking about me for sure. I want to talk about the Lord and yes. about his word and his people. But uh, I know people want to know a little bit about who's who they're listening to. So uh, I was I was raised a, a preacher's kid. My dad pastored First Presbyterian Church here in Bakersfield. Uh, my dad's uh, history goes back all the way to Hollywood Presbyterian Church. Um, Henrietta Mears is quite a famous lady, but a lot of people don't know who she was. But uh, Billy Graham calls her the you know the most powerful woman that impacted his life. And uh, he, Bill Bright, who started Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now Crew, and uh, the, the person that started Young Life Ministries, and so many, many, many young men were impacted by uh, Dr. Henrietta Mears, and she was the Sunday school director, education uh, director at Hollywood Presbyterian when it was just on fire for Christ there. My dad was uh, also at that church at the same time, and she had a conference grounds up in the, it's still there, up in the mountains called uh, Forest Home Conference Grounds, and my dad actually ran those conference grounds for Henrietta Mears for some time. And many, many decisions were made to serve Christ from there, including my dad's and including Billy Graham. It was a radical change in his life and Bill Bright and these ones. And so I come from a heritage of, of um, a long heritage of Christianity and, and on my dad's side, my mom's side uh, as well. Like her, she said her grandpa used to sit out on the porch and he could quote whole chapters of the scripture wow. by memory. And so I guess what, what I'm doing is sort of part of my, my inheritance, I guess, or my, my calling or a destiny that God prepared before the beginning of the earth for me to do. And I didn't fully understand it when I first started out in, in my 20s. I I was setting uh, the Psalms to music because 
uh, that you know they've been set to music by so many people in so many styles over the centuries and the psalms were all musical at one time so everybody gets the idea hey let's go back and put music to them and i was one of those and because i wanted to incorporate god's word in my heart um for obvious reasons you know we have we have to know his word to know how to obey him and, and please him the bible says you know we should mostly please or not be pleased of man, man but pleaser of god and it talks about trying to do your best to learn how to please the lord and we can only do that with understanding wisdom and knowledge and so scripture is a big part of that and so i was i was putting psalms to music and memorizing them that way and singing them and when i got through with psalm 119 it's a very long psalm, and it's all about the Word of God itself, actually. And that's where that famous verse, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's verses in that book. Uh, I mean, that uh, chapter, chapter, I guess uh -huh. you call it, in that psalm. And I finished that and I memorized that. And I, it took about a half an hour to sing it. And then it dawned on me. This was my first dawn, you know, aha moment, you know, epiphany, they call it, when I realized wow, that's longer than some of the books in the uh, New Testament, mm -hmm. uh, some of the epistles. And I thought, well, why isn't anybody in 2,000 years of the history of the church, why hasn't anybody ever put the New Testament to music? And so I thought, well, I'm going to go put New Testament books to music. Uh, the Old Testament's great, but we're living in the New Covenant. And so I got excited about that, and I went over, and the first book I did was the book of Ephesians. And and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, that's one of the few books I do sing on my <laughs> on the website. And my daughter and sang it with me, and the whole book of Ephesians. And I did uh, sing that, and it's there available for everybody. Everything is free, by the way, um, for people to use. And uh, so then I just started doing books in the New Testament, and finally it finished. Uh, it was off and on. I was in ministry, uh, and then I became a teacher and a psychologist and on ups and downs of life, raising children, all these different things. So I wasn't doing this intentionally for ministry for others. I was doing it just to keep building up my own, uh, you know, deposits of God's word in my heart so I could grow in Christ. And then it was about maybe 12, 15 years ago, I was asked to teach a class on this by people that knew I was doing it. And as I was teaching the class, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, now you, you need to put all this out and produce it all for the church worldwide. Wow. Oh, oh this isn't just for me. And, it was, and I mean, that had never even dawned on me before. And uh, and then so I started, well, okay. So then I, in earnest, started writing and writing and writing, composing and composing and composing more chapters, more books. And so right now I've composed about 90% of the New Testament, some of the Old Testament. And I've produced so far about 25% of the New Testament. It's costly to produce because I try to do this with great quality. I have some Grammy-nominated singers and world-renowned musicians and, you know, quality people. I don't want this. Right. Since this is a new thing, it has to be set a good standard, not just me singing there with my guitar or something. Nobody would listen to it. So that's kind of how I got where I am now. Wow. And so when you're singing the epistles, are you going word by word from Scripture? Yeah, especially the early ones I did. Like I said, Ephesians was my first, and then I did Thessalonians and um, 
some of those books that I did early on, I went straight through without ever repeating a, a word or a phrase or anything. That's called, for musicians out there, it's called through composing. It's through composed, kind of a strange term. Uh, there's strophic music is when you have a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and you repeat. Okay. Like our, like think about uh, Christmas carols, you know, you right. have verse one, verse two, verse three. Well, that was the second revelation I had. It was called a revelation or illumination or aha moment or serendipity or whatever you want to call it <laughs> was when I realized, oh, it was when I was doing these long chapters, I go, uh-oh, don't, you can never use the same melody because if I use the same melody, then I'll put a melody and let's say Psalm 119 there and I'll put it over there in Galatians chapter three then the person, when they're singing and remembering the scripture, they'll have confused. They'll be confused because they won't know. Oh, wait, oh, that melody goes in Galatians, or right. no, that goes in Psalms, and they'll get the wrong words. So the second thing I realized, I have to create a new melody for every single verse. Oh Lord, that was oh yes, <laughs> wow, wow. So they're literally thousands of thousands. I call this whole the whole work the Bible song. It's like. One song flowing like a river from Genesis to Revelation, God's love song to humanity, really. But it's made up of thousands and thousands and thousands of melodies that flow together like a river from Genesis through the end of Revelation. Wow. And so books that have several chapters, each chapter is a new melody? And each verse is a new melody. Each verse? Yes. So how long is one of your segments, or how would you call it? Would you call it a song? What would you call it? I, I do it chapter by chapter, so I just call them chapters. And each chapter is like an album of music, really. Wow. So I have done like about 65, 70 chapters. That's like I put out about 70 albums so far in just the last three years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe it either. I go, only God could do, do this. Because I, really, I mean, that's a lot of music to write, you know. It's, yeah. I figured it out once. It's more than the beat, all the Beatles and Rolling Stones, all the things they ever did all put together. Is, there's a lot of music. There's a lot. And so that's why you say that you created the first singable Bible. Right, because you actually can sing it. And then when you sing it, you remember it. The little kids sing it. And they never forget it the rest of their life. See, what happened was when I when I realized I was supposed to do this, I had been a youth pastor back in uh, Portland, Oregon, back in the uh, in the seventies, and I um, I contacted some of them because I was you know, I was going to start creating this musical Bible, and some of them were real musical. And I thought, hey, uh, maybe they'd want to be part of it. So I call I contacted them, and and they said, hey, remember you gave us a we asked you for a cassette tape and you, you gave it with us. That's the days of cassettes. See, I'm 72. Yeah. Yeah. So this is 50 years ago. And I didn't, wasn't even, again, I wasn't trying to teach them to uh, sing the scriptures. I was again, just doing it for myself, but somehow they knew I was doing it. Maybe I was quoting a lot of scripture. I don't even know how they knew, but they say, Hey, give us a cassette tape. And I'd forgotten. I even did it. And then, so when I contacted them, they said, Hey, I could still sing that whole chapter. Hey, I can sing that whole book. Or some of them, a couple of them said, you know, I took your technique and I learned from that. And I memorized the book. And then I went over and I 
put, tried it myself and I made my own music and I memorized the book of Colossians or I memorized wow. this. Or, and I thought, wow, this is really, this is encouraging because I knew I was, the Lord was telling me to do this for the worldwide church. And now he's showing me, see how this works? 50 years later, they still know it by heart and, and they're even applying it to themselves. And so that's exciting to me. Absolutely exciting. That's awesome. And so have you, you're just doing New Testament right now You and Psalms? I'm primarily at New Testament because the Psalms have been done uh, in every style almost possible from rock and roll to a classical to, you know, they're done all the time simply because they're, they were music once and everybody gets the idea, hey, I'm going to put Psalms to music. And so I, I'm doing New Testament right now because it's the new covenant. And that makes sense. No one's ever done it. When I finish getting it produced, uh, I have, uh, I like to do the Old Testament. I'm getting a little long in the tooth here, but um, there's uh, American Bible Society has this list of essential passages of the Old Testament. So that'll be the first thing I target, trying to get those accomplished. And then I have some other ideas for completing the whole Old Testament, but I'll keep those to myself for right now. Yeah, yeah. And so now from that, then you you created Word for Word Ministries. Yes, it's a, we have a 501c3 Word for Word Ministries. 2013 is when we received our IRS approval for that. <coughs> and, yeah. and what is the primary focus of your ministry? It's primarily uh, teaching people how to memorize them, well, really meditate on Scripture day and night, because that's the... See, that's the thing the churches. I've I've been to twelve universities and colleges. Uh, I've taught in some Bible colleges. I've taught it a little bit here at Cal State Bakersfield, <laughs> and but mostly in the Christian schools. You would expect, even in the Christian uh, colleges and Bible colleges, seminaries, and and the younger schools for younger kids, you would expect. Okay, this is a Christian school. So what's our main textbook going to be, right? Right. The Bible, right? The Bible. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. guess what? You can barely squeeze in time for the Bible at these places. Mm-hmm. I mean, not now in a Bible school, you study the Bible, but you divide it up and you cut it up and you study systematic doctrine. And I've taught these class, you know, apologetics. Right. I love apologetics. I teach apologetics. But honestly, try to get it, go in there and find a class on meditating on Scripture, Right. Uh, like there's a thing called Lectio Divina. That's one approach. But really, who who teaches you to sing scripture? And what does the Bible say? What does God say all through the Bible to do with his scripture? Then Joshua 1 to 8 and 9, these words shall be in your heart and on your lips. You know, it's, it's, that's, he says, Psalm 1, meditate on my word day and night. You know, he'll be, he'll be like a tree planted by the river of water. He says, meditate, meditate, meditate mm-hmm. on my word. And that's, Studying is part of meditation, it's important, but we've made it so much of a cerebral exercise that we're taking the word and we're we're judging the word more, and when we judge the word, we almost elevate ourselves above the word, and then we, we, after we judge the word, then we start judging one another as Christians. That guy down the block, he sees it this way, and I see it this way, we're going to divide up and make our group here a denomination and they don't believe right we believe right come to our church yeah that whole spirit that's a pharisaical approach to scripture yep. jesus said to the pharisees look guys 
you search the scriptures day and night. And from the beginning to the end, you're always searching the scriptures, but you refuse to do what? You refuse to come to me. Yeah. And he says, look, all those scriptures, what do they do? They point to me, and yet you refuse to come to me. Mm-hmm. So what was wrong with their approach to scripture? Their approach was doing the, what we're saying. They're, they're studying it. They're dividing it up. They're judging it. They're saying it says this, it says that. And then Jesus said, you know what your problem is, Pharisees? You, he says, you don't come to me because you don't have the word of God. Now, this is strange. He just told them they searched the word of God day and night, right? And then he says, you don't have the word of God. And then what's the next phrase? Living in you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is meditating on and changing you from within. You're you're judging the word. The word is supposed to be inside of you, judging you and changing your behavior day and night. That's why it says in Colossians three sixteen and seventeen, let the word of Christ, the word of Christ, the logos of Christ, dwell in you, live in you, richly. Sing it, and then it goes right into the singing to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs. That's how you can let the Word of Christ live and dwell in you is through singing and meditating. So that's what we're trying to do here: make it easy, plug and play, so people can just press a button. They can listen on their way to work to to the scriptures. My wife, she learns whole books just going back and forth to her job in the car. She just listens and sings a little, listens for a while, and she starts singing along. And before not long, you know a whole chapter of scripture, and then you know the next and the next and the next. Wow. And and with kids, it works in you. The schools, we just have them sing like two, three verses a day, we'll sing that for a few days, and three, the next three, the next three, the next three, till they get a whole chapter, and then they can sing the whole chapter. And that's what we're going to, we're going to, we have that Stockdale Christian, we had 100 kids the other day singing the whole uh, first chapter of John, I which is it. 51 verses, you know. Wow, I love it. I know um, at the little school I work at, they use the ACE curriculum, the accelerated curriculum. So they have to memorize a scripture verse. Um, Each subject has its own, so they're writing it, you know, every few pages. And then by the end of it on their final tests, they have to know it by heart. But like what you're saying, they're just writing it. But sometimes if I ask them, and a lot of them are still new in their faith or, you know, they don't understand letting the spirit speak to you on what these words mean. So if I ask them, what does that mean to you? I mean, you just wrote it by memory. What does that word mean to you? And they really can't answer it yet. And, no. and it's because of what you're saying. It's because they're not embracing it within their spirit and, and just really letting it fill them so that they know the person who wrote it, right? Knowing that it's that's the words of God and those live within you. They, they, they don't know. They haven't learned that part yet. And part of that is is like the Piaget and developmental stages, right. too, which, which I'm very aware of, like, like my grandkids, so they can sing words. They don't even know what these words mean when they first, they're four or five years old, they're singing th- through the New Testament. Well, but that's okay. You're building a scaffolding exactly. because they're concrete learners. They're just, and they can memorize, like they learn whole languages when you're a child. Just amazing miracle. Right. Lives. Well, right. you can learn, you, they can just absorb like a sponge. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for them to just get a lot of scripture memorized to music. 
And then, of course, you do still have to have teach the Bible. We have teachers in the church, exactly. and we're supposed to teach. We need to know the the geographical and right. the, what was going on at the time. All those mm -hmm. things are valid. I'm not ever putting those down. I'm just saying that we have neglected the heart of what God's told us to do in Scripture it was, is to meditate on it and let it change us as adults and children. That's the starting place, not the place we and we we neglect it. It's like you go to a church, big church, and then you say, "Where's the prayer meeting? When do you have the prayer meeting?" And you go to the they have three thousand members. You go to the prayer meeting. There's twenty people. Mm -hmm. Why is it we neglect? the heart the things that are prayer the word remember the apostles they got too busy when all the they yep. were growing the church was growing i yep. said we have to give ourselves to the word prayer and the word we can't neglect that are we not to feed the widows and those things where you appoint some deacons but we can't we can't especially in this day when this crazy things are going on in oh, society yes. we need god's word and we need it and the reason i do chapters we need it in context. Mm -hmm. I'm all for single verses, uh, scripture verses, and singing them and memorizing them and writing them out. Those are wonderful approaches, but but they most cults start their cult by taking verses out of context, and they start they say, well, this the Bible says this, the Bible says that, and they put them together. Say, see, and this is the way it is. Well, if you know the scripture in context you won't be so easily deceived, so easily fooled. Mm -hmm. But wait a minute, that's not in context. That's not what that verse means, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What I try to teach them is like, you know, I want them to all have, I, I explain to them like you have a treasure chest within your spirit, like in your heart. And and I want you to have a go-to scripture because you need a go-to scripture. I have several like at different seasons of my life you know right now it's romans eight twenty eight. so i know when everything goes crazy i know he's going to turn everything yes. around for the good because i love him and i want to yes, seek him you know absolutely. so I, I explain to them you don't have to know it heart word by word yet but you have to know when he's speaking to you about what you need at that moment in that season because there's going to be times in your life you're young right now but there's going to be times in your life when you're going to say aha I, I need to open that up and I know what God said about this. And yes. this is not going to conquer me. This is not going to take me down because God said. And, they, they'll, and, and they'll have it. And that's what I try to encourage them all. Um, this being my first full year there is to have a go-to verse by the end of the year. And so all of them already have one. We've already gone around the room and, and I told them by the end of the year, uh, you know, which is going to be in a couple of weeks before school ends, I'm going to ask them, what does that scripture mean to you now that we've been talking about it and the importance of the scripture? Now I want you to tell me what that scripture means to you. Yeah. And, and it, there's some powerful scripture. And of course, Jesus did that in the wilderness. When he when he was being tempted by the devil, it he, is written. The scriptures are going back and forth. He says that it is written, "You should not tempt the, the Lord your God," or you know, and Him only shall you serve. So, the more scripture you have, the more you have to draw on. Mm -hmm. And you know, admittedly, there <laughs> there's some funny things I have to write music to since I'm writing through the whole chapters. Like Paul says, "Don't forget to bring my cloak from Troas." You know, yeah. <laughs> my, bring my coat, will you? Don't forget that, and the parchments, by the way, and and there's other things that. I mean, some of the things are kind of difficult. Like, 
in uh, Acts 1 when Judas goes out and hangs himself. There's some pretty graphic language. Yeah. And I, I go, who writes who writes music to this? Well, I do, because it's part of the scripture. It's part know? of the scripture, the whole Yeah, and season. it has its value. I mean, yeah. again, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is profitable for oh, instruction, correction, right? And, and sometimes it's a really off scripture that the Lord will speak to me about a certain situation and it's oh, yeah. right on. It helps me. And it's not something anybody would memorize normally, but um, he speaks it to me at a certain time and it gives me an answer to a question. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the armamentarium of God's full counsel of God's wisdom mm-hmm. contained in the word and the Holy spirit can pick any of it. And of course we also know the Holy spirit can speak without using scripture he gives us dreams at times and he gives us impressions go across the street and give some food to this person or all those things and he may he doesn't have to accompany that with a verse every time right you know you start (laughs) to know spirit and the word together well because you know his heart you start to know his heart and that's what we should be searching for i like how um, your scripture that you have here to romans 10 17 faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god Exactly. That's exactly yes. what it's all about. Wow. And so then I notice on your website too, Christian and homeschool. What's that about? Well, just again, the, I have the materials all free for the Christian schools. I'd love, like in Asia now, it got kind of went viral about somebody picking it up over there. So we've got thousands of young people over there. And sometimes it's in a third language in schools, Bibles, they're in just regular schools even public schools we've got little kids singing um and it's on the, my youtube channel you can see videos of it singing uh scriptures in english and it's sometimes it's their second or third language and so and we also have them singing in indonesian and and another couple other languages over there and uh, so they sing it and then they they learn then they write it out like you said you talked about writing the scripture Mm -hmm. so to prove they know it first of all they sing it some of them blindfold themselves so they can prove to us to me here back home that yeah we memorize this we can sing it blindfolded they sing a whole chapter and then they have a proctor over there and they write it in a notebook they write out the whole chapter by hand and they show that they they can write it out from memory you see i have this concept of having uh, chapter guardians or chapter champions and chapter guardians. So let's say a church wants to become a chapter guardian or an individual or a, a Bible study group or a Christian school or, or a church, because what if they took all our, Bi- what if all our Bibles got taken away right. all of a sudden, and then they control the internet all of a sudden, you, you know, I wouldn't have believed some of these things could happen so fast, but things are happening now with, uh, um, you know, artificial intelligence and all the different things and the manipulation and the deep fakes and all literally you don't even know what to believe anymore and they if somebody got control of the all this thing they could literally take let's wipe off all the bible stuff off of uh, youtube let's wipe all the bible off uh, the internet and scrub it and then they say and then let's go get all the book the books and get rid of them and when where's the bible now well if we if we have each church or different individuals say, hey, I'll memorize this chapter. I'm going to be a guardian of this chapter. I'll be able to quote it, sing it, write it out. So if they took all the Bibles away around the whole entire world, I'm, just, I'm painting a, the worst possible scenario, of course. But let's say that happened, or even in an area, they're controlling like North Korea or something. Right. You could still, 
as a church, you could still, we could write out the whole Bible and we could quote it to one another. We'd still have it because we'd have people that knew it and could write it out mm-hmm. and protecting it. And I don't think that's so far-fetched to want to start doing that at this point in history. Oh, I totally agree. So a chapter guardian would be a person in charge of that chapter. And then what was the other title you said, the chapter? Well, chapter champion. Okay. Uh, a, a champion would be somebody that helped me <laughs> fund paying for one of these chapters so I could produce it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, <laughs> hey, we could ask our audience. I need some of those, yeah. please. Yeah, <laughs> we need a- some of those, audience. We need some chapter <laughs> champions. That, yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Somebody that could help. So then um, you're actually having these words translated into these other languages as they go? Well, yeah, over there, uh, I have John 1, I have it in five languages Wow. Now. Indonesian, Aeneas, uh, Russian, Spanish, and one more. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, but some of it's organic. Some of them just do it themselves over there. Okay. I have a. We officially just brought on uh, some missionaries. They've been helping spread the word uh, in uh, Indonesia, the Philippines, uh, in Pakistan, mm-hmm. and in uh, Myanmar is our most recent. We have an orphanage that's starting to sing the scriptures in Myanmar. Mm. And uh, so it's just starting to spread around the world. And, and there's a lot of videos there on uh, on, on uh, YouTube. Yeah, there. we're going to talk about that when we talk about how people can get a hold of you. And so now... Okay, so you and I will talk about the school thing, but anybody that's out there listening, and if you have a school or, you know, you want to include this, how can people get a hold of you? Um, your website is under Word for Word Ministries, correct? Uh, it's actually called The Bible Song, or just biblesong.com will get you there. The Biblesong.com. You'll find, <clears throat> you'll find the website and you'll see the tab that says school and homeschool. And so you can look at that um, and see if that's something you'd be interested in. Do you have information on your website about being a chapter champion? I do. I do. It's it's accessible. It's somewhere on there. It's okay. not the most So if somebody's but, interested in yeah. funding a chapter, maybe in memory of somebody who yeah, knows? there's a donate button. Yeah. I mean, there's basically a music button and the donate button. Yeah, that would be kind of If you go to music, fun. you'll find YouTube, Spotify. Yeah. If you maybe. go to donate, you'll, you'll be able to donate a dollar a month or yeah, whatever. Maybe you have a grandparent or a loved one that had a favorite chapter and you want to do that. Yeah. You can do that And dedicate it. That's yeah. a good idea. That yeah. would be awesome. That would be really good. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else? Oh, how can people get a hold of you if they have a question of your work? There's a contact there on the, the website. On the uh, website. Okay. So yeah. the the biblesong.com and then and we'll probably when I post this on Facebook. Oh, let's talk about your event in October, October 16th. What do you have coming on? Yeah, it's actually Saturday the 21st of October. Okay. And uh Tommy Walker is going to come to Bakersfield and join me in a a cooperative event. Tommy Walker's worship leader singer songwriter speaker he's well known um he's been 30 years at the same church christian assembly in los angeles he's written over 350 songs and um, there many of our sung around the world and he is ministered in 20 nations around the world um he's done things with others have sung his songs israel um uh, houghton is it houghton 
Paul Bellucci, Ron Cannoli, Crystal Lewis, and, and uh, Johnny Erickson Tata, Greg Laurie, Andre Crouch, different Jack Hayford, he's sung of those churches. But he's going to come, and he writes a lot of scripture music too. He often adds a little, he'll, he'll sing a scripture and then he'll add a little, um, little extra chorus to it. Okay. And he just does the single scriptures. He doesn't do whole chapters. Okay. But in, and he does the same thing with hymns. He writes, he does hymns and he'll add a little new chorus to it. But a great guy, good heart. And um, so we're teaming up and, and possibly also uh, Charlotte Neal, there's a good chance she's going to be there as well. She's here at uh, Bakersfield. She's the worship choral leader at uh, Valley uh, Baptist Church, a very large church in Bakersfield. She's uh, done things with all kinds of famous uh, musicians, and and uh, she's a, a great uh, org. And she may uh, be working with me with, with, on this conference as well. So, so we're gonna we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have a community children's choir from. That's why as many children from different churches that they want to be participate, they need to contact me. They don't. They won't be singing a whole chapter like some of the Stockdale kids are going to come over. Probably fifty or a hundred of them. They're going to sing through the whole chapter of first chapter of John. That's fifty-one verses. But we're going to have like a flash mob kind of thing, and kids oh, nice. from different groups coming down with different colored T-shirts from whatever yeah, church yeah. you know school they're <clears> from, and all this kind of stuff. And they'll all come up to the front, and we'll have a great old time. We're going to have a, a wonderful time. Worshiping God is centered around His Word and around His Holy Spirit. And so that's, that's going to be October twenty first, and where will that be at? That's a church called Lifehouse L I F E Lifehouse Church on Manor Street uh, on Saturday, the twenty first of October. Yeah, I saved the date. Manor Street, okay. Yeah. October twenty first. Those of you that are in the near Bakersfield area, um, at the Lifehouse on Manor Street. Perfect. Yeah, okay, and they can email and it's you. It's L I F E. It's not Lighthouse. It's Life. Right, Lifehouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Life. Yeah. And then, um, and so if you have any questions about that event, if you have a child or children in in your school or in your Bible class, and you want them to be a part of the singing, um, please reach out to David and um, you know, talk to him about this. You can reach out to him again on his website, thebiblesong.com. Oh, I think we covered everything. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the body of Christ? Well, I could talk for hours. I've written a whole book on this, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, it's just been an honor to be able to get to know you and to be able to hear more about your gift and what you're doing. And I hope somebody steps up and can help you um, and be a champion, you know, a chapter champion and support one of your chapters. And also maybe somebody could step up at their school or daycare or preschool or church nursery and, and you know, be a chapter guardian. I think that's going to be amazing, too. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I would love it if you would close this out in prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, we're so grateful to be your children. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, thank you for the dream I just had a couple nights ago. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, it was a song you gave me in the night, and he's the head of the church, and we are his body. And thank it was you, just Father. a powerful, powerful song. You are the head, 
We are your body, but yes. you're the leader. You're, we need you, Lord God, more than ever in history. Yes, we need to be the head of the church, and we need to submit to your lordship and your headship. And how can we do that if we don't know your word? How can we possibly? Thank you for your spirit that you give us that leads us into all truth. But the spirit is also behind the, the penning, the, the writing of the, all the scriptures for all the different people that were inspired to write were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so we need your leading and, and personally, and we need the, the word of God that you've given us, and we don't want to neglect it. Yes. We have people, Barna, I'm sort of talking and praying at the same time, but Barna has done studies, and 39% of the people in America call themselves Christian think Jesus probably sinned. And 58% think the Holy Spirit is just a force not a person. They don't even know the basics, Lord. So God, we we beg you. We don't need to beg, but we ask sincerely. We impeach you, I guess. We entreat you. And we say, Lord, move on your church in yes, America. Let's Lord. see. We need another great awakening. And beyond that, we need a new reformation, a yes, reformation yes. centered around the principles of the, of the the fundamental things, the justice, mercy, and faith, and, and the word of God and prayer. And back to the basics, not all the all the things that we try to add to attract people and just have a, a kind of a churchianity instead of a true radical Christianity where we go back to the root of Christianity, which is is based in the, the living Christ who has died for our sins on the cross, yes. was buried, dead in the earth, descended to hell, and then took the keys of hell and sin and death and hell and arose from the grave and ascended to heaven, sits at the right hand of God. And then we are seated with you in heavenly places. And you're asking us to be ambassadors of priests and kings and ambassadors in yes. this world. How can we be your ambassadors if we don't have, are not filled with your spirit and filled with your word? So we ask you, we ask you to help us, help us, help us in this generation. Yes. Turn things around in this nation and around the world. Let your light go forth. The gross darkness covers the earth and darkness covers the peoples and gross darkness covers the earth. But your light will arise upon us and yes. we will shine your light brightly and brighter and brighter until that perfect day when you return in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her book, you can write to Ramona. Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's imdauntless.org. Her email is ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. That's ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.